Praise the Lord and welcome to the Men of Valor podcast. This podcast is for you, every young man that's trying to live for Jesus in the 21st century. Join us every week as we have guest speakers discuss topics that will help you effectively serve God and accomplish His purpose in your life. I'm your host, Henry Flores, and I'm super excited today's Bible study coming from my good friend, Ben Rodriguez. Ben is an evangelist based in Ensenada, Mexico, and if you didn't already know Ben, you know, he's more than just an anointed preacher, but he's also in love with Jesus, evangelism, and coffee. You can always find him at some local aesthetic coffee shops in the area he's ministering in. Or you guys may also know him by the guy who prayed at Peak and preaches across the U.S. Powerful man of God, and uh, if you guys ever want to hear some of his preachings, y'all can just find them on YouTube. But for today, I, I cannot wait for you guys to hear what word Ben's got for us today. So let's jump right into today's episode. Oh, man. Well, I'm from, uh, I'm from Ensenada, Mexico. Um, I'm a missionary there with my parents. Um, I've been there now for two years now. It's actually um, uh, the anniversary. I think it's like a couple of days ago. I've, I've been on there for two years. I've been in and out of Mexico. Just um, um, but that's where I've been. And yeah, man, God's been good, and I'm having fun. God's given us revival down there, and we're church is growing. Um, but yeah, so pleasure to meet all you guys, man. It's really is an honor to talk to y'all. Praise God. That's awesome, man. That's wonderful. Gonna keep praying for you, man, and your church. What part of Mexico is that? Uh, we're from Ensenada, Baja California. It's uh, an hour underneath Tijuana. Okay. Yes, it's pretty close to the states. I guess it's oh, okay. Kind of like close to Loreto. That would be Loreto, Texas. Oh, you're close to the Texas border. No, no, no. I'm just using that as an analogy. We're close to San Diego. We're like right next to San Diego. So Okay. Okay. You just tell me, Henry, what you want, man. I'll, I'll follow the rules, man, whatever you need me to do. For sure, man. Well, the floor is yours. You know, there's freedom, liberty. Take your time. Do what you do. Feel comfortable. And uh, the floor is all yours, bro. The floor is all yours. Do whatever you feel. And we're always open for questions. Uh, so... Whatever you feel, just the floor is yours, my brother. All right. Well, I would love to start this off with prayer, guys. And um, I mean, I'm not going to be long at all. And um, but um, I would love to talk to you guys and just kind of share what I think um, God's put on my heart and just kind of thinking about this and just whatever it is. I really do think this is something that is more so for, I guess, our generation. Um, I guess I think that if we can kind of really figure it out, um, I think I was talking to Henry a little bit back ago when I first did the podcast um, with him just about different things. I really do feel, um, you know, this is the generation to whom the end of the world has come. And I think that leaves us with a very big responsibility. Um, and yeah, I guess I'm going to kind of come from that angle or whatever it is, but man, I'd, I'd love to just pray that, you know, even though it's just us here today, um, I would love god to be in the midst of this you know what i mean more than just uh just us talking here discussing um i want to have jesus have his way man so 
Yeah, let's go ahead and pray really quick. Jesus, God, in your name, God, I thank you, God, for the opportunity, God, to be able to speak, God, to every single one, God, of these young men, God, to the Men of Valor podcast, the Men of Valor group. God, I'm thankful, God, for what you're doing, God, in the life of every single individual, God, even though I may not know them, God, in a personal setting, I may not understand or know the intricacies of their life. God, I truly believe, God, that you're working in their life and just the fact that they are here, that they are hungry to know more of you and to search for more of your spirit. God, I pray that you bless every single one of them, God, that has made the effort to come here. God, I pray that you would speak to us today, that God, that you would anoint us, God, this time that we have together and that you will let somebody, God, receive something from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, yeah, so I would love to read, um, start off just reading um, this, this verse of scripture. And I, and I, I mean, sure, I, I, at the end of it, I don't want to be long at all. But um, yeah, feel free. Um, I would love to open this up for discussion and for all the talk. I don't know what we normally do, but I'm going to be reading out after Mark 4, um, verses 33 through 35. Um and it reads like this, it says, and with many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. And uh, I guess before we kind of continue on um, here, uh, you can you can just read the Gospels of Mark or whatever it is. You see that um, Jesus is speaking and he's working. He's teaching parables. You can read that he talked about the ever-growing seed and you go back a couple chapters beforehand, he's healing, he's working, he's, he's doing and going about the ministry that which, you know, when it came time for him to step out into the scene and start to fulfill everything that God had called him to fulfill, you start to see that he's doing this, he's teaching, he's working with the multitudes. And Mark takes an interesting approach to the scenario that's obviously recorded in each one of the Gospels, that he stops um, Jesus in the middle of his teaching, and in verse 35, he stops it off. He's teaching work, and it says this. It says, and the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Um, and what is the other side? Um, here, Jesus is teaching by the lake. Jesus is right by, um, by the Sea of Galilee, rather not a lake. Um, he's there. He's, he's teaching. He's working. He's just having his ministry full-blown, full-fledged, doing what he was doing, working with people, expounding through parables and all those things. And all of a sudden, he stops it all, and he looks at his disciples and says, let us go to the other side. Um, the other side was um, across the Sea of Galilee. And if you just start to read a little bit about it, you realize that from this point, Jesus had never, ever embarked over to the other side of Galilee. His ministry was never reached. He never went to this side. He was on this side beforehand. And I just kind of want to talk about the other side. Um, and I want to take that approach about, because I really believe that what Jesus began to speak and to show his disciples is something super, super important and imperative that I think that everyone that wants to be called the Jesus follower needs to understand. Um, this side that they were on was the place that Jesus had been his whole life. This is where he would live. He had not crossed over to the other side. It was comfortable. He was having success in his ministry there. Um, people were listening there. People were healed there. Um, Jesus was doing everything that he was doing. He called his disciples on this side, everything. And you could definitely say that his ministry was being successful on this side. But still, there was something that Jesus began to look at his disciples and said, why don't we go, go to the other side? And the and the other side, there was a city by the call, um, a city named Decapolis. Decapolis was a region, really like a metropolis, whatever. I know you can have a, a tri-city, it's tri-state area. It's an area where there's three different states that mingle one area, but this was a Decapolis. This was 
um, a city, a metropolis of 10 different cities. And if you begin just to read a little bit about these cities, you start to realize the history of them is super, super complex, the way that they came about. They were all about trade and commerce and all these things. But basically, these cities were had a lot of history, but they were not um, Judaic in their background. They did not have an understanding that, like the other side, on the side that Jesus was on in Galilee. And Jesus, when he said, let us go to the other side, he was wanting to reach a community that had never felt him, that had never heard him, that had never been touched by him, that had never heard his words. And he knew that it was time for him to go to the other side because there was something in him that was not satisfied. And he knew that he would, he shouldn't be satisfied staying on the side that he was at there in the moment. Um, and obviously the Bible lets us know that he crosses into that thing. He goes over um, and boat, the storm comes. And obviously we understand the storm that represents a form and a type of demonic opposition that wanted to withstand Jesus from coming to the island or the city of Gadara. Um, he makes it through the, the storm and he conquers it. Um, bringing the word over, bringing the good news, bringing the gospel, coming to liberate Decapolis, coming to liberate Gadara. He's confronted by a demoniac in Gadara. Jesus prays for him. He is liberated by the power of God, and he is able to walk and live in liberty and clarity. And one of the cool things that I started to realize it was that um, there was such an emphasis is because Jesus's whole entire mandate was for us was to go ye therefore into all the world preaching and um, I know from what I understand, many of us here are probably feel called the ministry. We have a calling and a burden to reach. And I truly believe that every single person, it is your calling for you to reach and to speak to everybody, to every single place, to the people that are unreachable, that are unteachable. And I believe many people, when they're going forth in ministry, that they stop in a certain level where it's comfort. They stop in a certain place where they're comfortable with their areas and their surroundings, but here we see Jesus said, go to the other side. The other side required them to go into a boat, to leave home, to leave a place where they were probably concerned they had a little bit of success, but they could go into another place where Jesus was going to begin to bring forth a whole entire different type of breakthrough, a whole different type of a revival. And I believe that there are two different types of people. There are people that stay on one side and there are people that go to the other side. The other side is going to cost you. The other side is going to ask you to do things that not everybody else is going to do. Not everybody's going to go on the boat to go to the places that God is calling you to go. But there are only victories that you are going to see from going in that boat and crossing over the Sea of Galilee, going through storms in your life that not everyone's going to go through and going through situations. It's just the fact of ministry. The further that you go into ministry, you are going to face things that people that are not willing to consecrate will never face. People that are not willing to go right. are never going to be able to go forth and, and, and face certain strongholds, demonic opposition. They're not going to be waking up in the middle night by presences or whatever it is because they are satisfied with the side that they live on. It doesn't mean that they're backslid. It doesn't mean that they are they are not um you know, they're, 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 they're living in sin or whatever it is. But I really believe there's a certain type of a ministry that God has for people that are willing to go to the places that are almost unreachable, that the devil has under demonic opposition and oppression and says, this is my city. This is my area. This is Decapolis. This is my, the, the Gadara is mine. Um, the demoniac was the person that was going to oppose the force, the good news, the gospel. But as long as there are people, there are young men, there are young women that are willing and able to go to these areas and they're willing to bring the good news, there right. is no storm that can stop you. There is nothing that you can go in life. There's no storm. I, I've 
I have a lot of friends and I, and I grew up in, in, a, in a big youth group dynamic. Um, I had over 100 and 120 young people in my youth group to my adult group. There was tons. And, you know, I remember going to camps, going through the same thing. And I had seen certain people lose out on God and lose out on things. And I had seen family members that going through the same thing, fam- brothers and sisters, and one of them is still in church and one of them is not. The storm brought some people closer to God and the storm brought some people farther away from God. The storm is always going to be your decision, whether it makes you or whether it breaks you, whether it's going to drown you or whether you're going to allow your situation to let Come on, somebody just make you and make your ministry. I mean, if you can't walk, if you, if you, he would never have walked on water and had that experience. If he was not willing to go on a boat, if he did not have the faith, it was, it was, he was supposed to drown, but the storm gave him the ability to see the supernatural. And I believe storms usher in the supernatural. There are certain places that you will only ever achieve if you go through things that makes you uncomfortable and you are forced to lean upon God. And it gets you in a position to get prepared to begin to confront things and demonic opposition and possessions. And we know that we wrestle not against um, flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers and wicked things in, in high places. And the only way that you are going to be able to conquer demonic oppositions or things that are withholding you breaking out in your ministry, bringing revival to a high school campus, bringing revival to a college campus, a daughter work, a youth group, is if you can get to a place where you allow yourself to be submitted and have complete trust and complete faith in Jesus. And I think that storm, that, that, that voyage, it, it represents something that it represents sacrifice. And I've, I've seen a lot of people that they, they ask and they pray, they say, God bless my ministry. God, I want to see the anointing come. I want to see people healed and blind eyes open. I want to see deaf people raised. And I want to, I want to, God, I want scores receiving the Holy ghost. They want the fire to fall on their ministry. But if we, I mean, we know, I mean, if you've been in church for a while, we understand we've read stories. We know that the fire didn't fall in the Old Testament if there was nothing there for it to consume. So many people want the fire to fall in their ministries and in their life, but they're not putting the sticks out there and they're not slaying the things that they got to slay and they're not putting the things that they got to put on there. And they wonder why there's no fire. They wonder why there's no anointing. Well, there's no right. sacrifice. And you have to begin to get to a place where you sacrifice, where God can begin to pour out and you can see revival like you've never seen it before. You can see people like the demoniac if you're there liberated by the power of the Holy Ghost. And it's going into a place that is unreachable. I, I believe that God in these times are calling young people, young men, and young women to begin to get into a place where they go away from distractions and they get into a place where they can get locked into the spirit, locked into the Holy Ghost, and God can speak to them. God can work on them. God can do what he wants to do in their life. I mean, we, we, we are distracted. We're pulled in every which way now. I mean, it's, it's the reality of life. I mean, our brain, when is it ever, when, when are we not thinking? When are right. we having time to rest? You know, when, when, and you know, we, the things that are geared towards what we watch and what we listen to, it's, um, it's just filling our time up, you know, reels, TikTok, it doesn't, it scrolls for you. It, it gives you your feed for you. You don't have to search no more. You just open up an app and you watch and you stare and it drives you into a place where you have no idle time and you get into the place that really, I mean, it is idle time, but you're filling all the idle time with things that really don't matter. And 
I believe that God wants us to get us to a place where we can draw away from the crowds or from the distractions and we can get to a place where we lean on God and we can begin to see God pour out powerful things in our life. Uh, we see that it was all about the other side. And I think that only certain people are going to achieve a certain level of anointing, revival, breakthrough, and prayer, dreams, and visions, and, and things of that nature. If you are willing to do what is necessary to withdraw from the masses and get into a place where only certain people are going to fit on that boat. I mean, people do not understand and they recognize they want God to move and they want God to do some things, but here were the 12. They went into a boat with Jesus to go into a storm. Not everyone fit on that boat. There were people there that were in the masses that were being healed, that were receiving the words of Jesus that did not fit on the boat because only certain people are going to be able to fit in the places that God wants them to go to, because not everyone's willing to get on the boat. Not everyone's willing to go to the other side. Not everyone, even though they say they want to be used, they say they want to see great things. Not everyone's really, the, really, when it comes down to it, they're not willing to fast. They're not coming to pray. They're not willing to say, Hey man, I can't go out to eat tonight. And you don't even tell them, <laughs> you don't tell them I'm going to go pray at the church. And I'm going to go get a hold of God. I mean, it's great when we say that we feel a little bit justified, but man, I've, I've seen some things where it's, it's that extra push through. Um, I was driving the other day and I was listening to preaching. I was on, I was, I was like a several hour drive and I was like praying, just driving, talking to God. Someone called me on the phone and my phone rang and I always pick up the phone. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I guess I, I just always pick up the phone and I pick up and I talk to people when they call me. And I felt just a little nudge that says, why don't you just not pick up that phone and you keep talking to me? And I was like, oh, okay, well then, well, I, I, you know, I let it ring and I can't even express. I think God was just happy. I, I felt like he was smiling. The, the, how much more of the power of God that I felt pouring into that prayer was just, God was like, okay, you, you, you rejected something because we were in the middle of a conversation. Um, and I think it's obviously, it's not something incredibly, um, <laughs> complicated um i don't think anyone likes to be interrupted when you're talking they like their full attention and god is the same way and i remember someone else called me again and i was really thinking i should have picked up the phone i was like you know what i'm just gonna keep on talking to god man i got to a place where i got into no service it was just me and jesus time began to pass by i was praying talking in tongues. it was just it was just a good time but i think um all of that has to all come and boils down to the fact of there are certain things in life that are going to give us the opportunity to get on the boat with Jesus. Um, you may not go to the mission field. You may not um, have to quit your job. You may not have to do all these type of things. And maybe you will. Maybe you are going to have to do that. However, I believe that God gives you the opportunity to get inside of the boat almost every single day. And there will be things that you're going to have to pay. Um, because the things that you're going to go through are trying to stop what God has for you at the end, uh, you know. So, I mean, I would love to just, um, I don't want to keep talking here. Um, I would love to, I mean, if you guys want to talk at all, if you guys don't want to talk at all, that's cool with me too. <laughs> if you guys have questions, I'd love to answer. If you don't have questions, I'd love to not answer. <laughs> so whatever you guys want to do. Um, yeah, but um, thank you guys for letting me talk to you. I hope it, something blessed somebody. Um, but yeah, Brother Henry. Man, praise God. What a what an impactful word, man. What a word from the Lord. 
I really felt the Holy Ghost when you said withdraw from the masses. I really feel like in order for us to get to where God wants us to be, we have to withdraw from the masses and withdraw from the distractions and, you know, withdraw from the comfort. I felt the Holy Ghost speak to me the other day. He said the supernatural never happens when comfort is present. And I'm sure when, when they got on that boat and they went through that storm, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. They, that, that, that uncomfort, man, it, it took them to their destiny. I know Jeff Arnold preached, he said, disturbed into your destiny. And I feel like we got to go through that, man. We, man, I feel the Holy Ghost, bro. Sometimes we got to go through hell to avoid going to hell. You know, um, sometimes we got to get uncomfortable. We need to step out of the boat, step out of the barn, you know, step into the water, step into the battlefield. And we need to move. I love how you said that not everyone is willing to get on the boat. Um, that's true. When push comes to shove, a lot of people will live for God, but they won't live for God. You know, I feel like whenever it comes down to actually consecrating and, and devotion time, prayer life, fasting, it's like, eh, like I'll serve you, Lord, to a certain extent, meaning I'll, I'll live for you, but I won't want to get intimate with you. And I feel like, I feel like our generation needs to, what was that? intimacy requires openness and i think um people don't want to be open because right. things inside that they don't want to reveal um, it's trust i mean uh, I, I think that's i think you're, you're you're hitting the nail on the head and really like that's that's where we're at right now absolutely man our generation is so consumed with guilt and shame and condemnation like, oh, I can't get close to God because of what I've done or what I've watched or what I've said. And God's like, dude, you need to step out of that, that, that comfort because it really is a comfort. You know, it's like a drug. And it's like, oh, but I, I don't want to keep talking, man. I know the guys want to, they want, they have some questions. I usually close it out, but you guys got anything to say, man? Y'all got any questions, comments, uh, anything you guys would like to say? Now's, now's the time. Sandry Miller, a stronghold. That's right, bro. Yeah, man, that was a really good word. I know I got convicted and it just worked on my heart. Uh, thank you for that word, bro. Um, I guess just a question, because, um, um, man, distractions are what I think it's just killing me, if I want to be honest. Um, I'm trying to get more consecrated trying to put away social media and all that junk so uh what are some pointers some advice that you have to get rid of distractions i think um man i mean that's where we're at i mean that that is where we are at and where we are living um, i was praying about a month or so ago just seeking god over um you know, just over our generation, I was asked to preach a youth rally, and I was specifically praying over our generation. And um, I remember just really feeling it super strong in the Holy Ghost that I felt God was letting us know, told, told me that just the fact is that this is one of the most powerful generations, but we are also the most distracted. And power means nothing if you do not do with nothing with what is in your hand. Um, it does not matter if you have the ability and the power to do things if you do not activate it and live in a place where you walk in it. 
Um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is the Bible says that we are uh, built upon the foundation um, of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone himself. That means that the ministry that they had, we should have nothing less than an apostolic ministry that is based upon the apostles, the prophets, and Jesus Christ himself. Jesus said, greater works than these shall ye do. But we also see that Jesus withdrew himself into a wilderness. So many people are scared of the wilderness, but the wilderness is what makes you. And um, um, I guess Come it's on. a candy stick because I've studied it a lot. <laughs> um, but the word you look at Moses, um, because this is something that I've dealt with, that I've um, that I've that I'm dealing with, um, because I believe it's our generation's struggle as being distracted. Um, because we've never been, there's never been another generation that's had the opportunity to have your ability to just have your time, feel like you're being busy, but doing nothing, feel like you are being productive, but you've done nothing. You know, you've watched 20 something YouTube videos, um, I don't know, how to build an anthill <laughs> and how to restore a car, <laughs> a car yeah. but it's really has done nothing. And if you look at Moses, when God was calling Moses, the Bible says that he had a moment, a burning bush moment. I believe everyone's going to have a moment where God speaks in revolution's life. They gives them a call. They know what they're supposed to do. But we see that the Bible lets us know that he had to meet his brother Aaron at the Mount of Sinai. And he said, meet him in the wilderness. And he had to go through a place where he went through the wilderness. The word wilderness in the original just means the uninhabited place. It's a place that people don't live. It's a place that people do not go because there's no vegetation there. There's, 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 it's, it, there's nothing else around. And that's where God dwells. God dwells in the uninhabited places. That's where you get away from the distractions. You get away from those things. And all, all, all that to say is, I mean, honestly, I think we need to get to a place where we just do the hard stuff. Or it's right. like, you know what? I'm, man, I'm just going to get off of social media for, you know, you feel to do it two weeks. Do it a month and a half. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's you, you, I, you know, I, because it's like the world that we live in. I, I am a huge promoter of social media. I run our church's social media. I do tons of graphic design. Um, we have to get to a point where we don't feel like we need social media, us personally. It's a witness tool. We need it's a ministry. I believe it wholeheartedly. However, um, it, it's something that we shouldn't be pacifying our time and, and, and just, you know, we, we don't, we, it, it's a drug. Um, one of the things I've realized too, is I heard someone say that there's a drug that gets produced in somebody's mind and brain when they talk about doing something. They, they, there's a euphoria that happens when they talk about, man, I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut up the distractions. I'm going to do this. And they get satisfied with the feeling of speaking about it, that they for, don't ever do it because they become satisfied with the feeling and not with the actual fulfillment. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that I, that I do and is that I kind of get to a point, it's like where I feel um, that I can't, like when I get to the point where I feel like I can't do without social media is the, is the, is the key to me. That's like, okay, it's time to go on a social media fast. Like the moment there's a little, like if I say, you know what, I'm going to go on a social media fast for a week. And if there's something in me, it's like, no, you're going to miss out on the post or you're going to miss out about so-and-so's life. There's, there's a little inclination to me like, okay, I need to check um, how, how, how much I'm being into it. And, you know, everyone's going to be different. Um, I think just being accountable. Um, 
I heard Brother Mark Brown say it like this. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you know Brother Mark Brown's ministry, you know that he's very, um, he's uh, very, has his hand on, on social media. He uses it, but he's very, very specific with it. And I think, you know yourself, you know, you know what you deal with and you, and just being honest with yourself, finding someone and letting them know, being honest with them and saying, man, if I, like, I, this is, this is my example. I know that if I ain't got nothing to do and I get on Instagram, I'm going to keep scrolling and <laughs> I'm going to keep scrolling. Yeah. I'm going to keep scrolling. Um, I don't care if the time management deal pops up. I'm going to say 15 more minutes. Yes, bro. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's dude. just 15 more minutes and 15 turns. Yeah, dude, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Like how, how it's like a, worse than a drug. Like in some cases, man, you just drug. <laughs> go lay, you just lay down and you just like start, scrolling bro like what in the world man and um i guess this is one of the things that's been kind of helping me out bro i go on this like i i put my phone like under my pillow and i go outside and, and just jog for like 30 minutes and just start praying that's helping a little but i want more time so thanks that's for sharing that's a great that's a great uh yeah thing, man um and about the Capulus, I've heard of so many sermons about that. Uh, the other side, nobody liked to go to the Capulus because uh, no, nobody had, nobody else had been there, you know, to preach and teach. And they said it was like a really, really, you know, a good place. Like a, I picture it like San Marcos because everybody says here like nothing grows, nothing goes right in San Marcos. Everybody's full of sin here, college students and whatnot, but. That's how I feel right now, man. Like, man, right now I was working, dude, and I popped the question. Everybody was on their phone, and we were, like, all together in this room. Bro, I got so annoyed. I was like, I was just like, all right, so who goes to church here? <laughs> Everybody just stared at me like, oh, I don't know. I haven't been in seven years and, like, stuff like that. But it started a conversation, man. But I'm like, everybody was on their phone, and we were all together, bro. It was like. Man, bro, people don't even know how to socialize anymore, dude, because they're just on their phone. It's so annoying, man. But honestly, just wanted to share. <laughs> powerful, man. I think, like you said, it's people, uh, they're so interested in social media because the more they focus on somebody else's world, the less they have to think about their own. And wow, that's the good. way that we're going to be able to be who God has called us to be is if we deal with us, you have to deal with your manhood. You have to deal with, you have to wrestle down who, who Jerry Caballero is and you have to wrestle it. And you guys, yeah. I'm going to be great in God. I'm going to be anointed. I'm going to see miracles. I'm going to, I'm going to be used of God. I'm going to teach Bible studies. I'm going to pray people through to the Holy ghost. And that only comes when you come to a point where you get a hold of who you are, you know? And, and I, I know you, you just talking to you, you, you have that idea, man, but thank you, man, for adding that. And now tell that man, that's powerful. God bless you, bro. Absolutely. Anyone else got anything to share? I saw Brother uh, Sandra, Brother Miller, sent something on the chat, I think. Yeah, he sent a question. I believe it was, how do identify God's calling in our lives? You want to you share with us, Ben, what you think? Yeah, that's a big... God's calling is the epitome, I think, of that everyone's searching to find out. 
um, in your life. I mean, it's the propeller of what you are going to be doing in your life to come. Um, I think every single time, and I've, it's not my information, it's simply been passed on by my elders, it's, you are always going to have fulfillment um, in what God is calling you to do. It may not be easy, um, but there will be a certain level of fulfillment when you walk in God's will in your life. And I, I, obviously the call of God, it is, um, there's a generic call of God. I believe God calls everyone to be soul winners. I don't believe anyone escapes that call. Um, and it's biblical, you know, that when you receive the Holy Ghost, that you are receiving this power to be witness. Um, you know, the commandment in Matthew 20, 19, it's, it's what Jesus said in my name. You shall do these things, and we are people of the name, and we are filled with the Holy Ghost, and we are commissioned by the go ye. Um, and that I don't think that's something that you can escape. Um, but whatever God, I believe, I believe that God, whatever He does in your life, um, that God does everything on purpose. I think everything that we do has a reason, has a rhyme. I don't believe none of the experiences and the life situations that we go through are in vain. Um, that being said, I think God gives us talents. And it's our way of finding the talents in which God has given us and allowing them to be tied into the kingdom. If it's not tied into the kingdom, if this purpose does not go back into the kingdom, either your purpose and your alignment is off with the talents that God has given you, or you have picked up something along the road that has nothing to do with what God wants you to do. If, if you can't allow yourself to see how it's furthering the kingdom, how it's growing um, God's kingdom and not your own i don't want to keep using the word kingdom but i think we have to be kingdom minded um yeah, um, yeah. it's all about god's kingdom um at the end of the day uh, let me see except text uh, so get it it's actually um one of the advices um, that i give um there's a book i recommend every single person to read um, um it's called um, prayer by verbal being you guys have probably might have read has anyone read it in oh there? yeah i have it over there man we read Come it on, somebody yeah okay, dude that book changed my life if you haven't read it one of the things that brother verbal being says he was incredibly using the gifts and all those things but one of the things he says is preach your prayers i'm wrong uh, pray your uh, pray your preaching you preach your prayer i mean it's interchangeable um yeah. But, you know, getting the word from God as you're praying, preach your sermon to God. Pre preach it out in prayer. Like, let the Holy Ghost flow through you in prayer. Um, I've heard this from elders that they can always tell when someone has not spent enough time with God or with the anointing. Because when they get in the pulpit, they seem uncomfortable with the anointing. Right. They don't know how to flow underneath the anointing because they have never flowed underneath the anointing before. It all revolves not around preaching, but knowing God. Knowing God and helping other people know God as well. And you can't help people know God and spend time with him if you don't talk to him. Um, it's all about prayer. Um, and I don't know if that answers your question, but um, if there's all, and you know, if you're scared of stages or something like that, work on a one to one, teach Bible studies, work with the one on one, because when you speak to the crowds, you still need to know how it is to reach for the one. You can preach to 500, but they might, you might not, you might only be reaching for the one. Jesus had 99, but he was reaching for the one. Come on. It, Jesus was speaking to the multitudes, but it was the one with the issue of blood that passed him by. It was 
Jesus has always, 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 and there's, there's such a, there's a, such a powerful testament how the few, um, um, but man, I'm, I'm straying away here, but, um, but I'll, All right, <laughs> go ahead, man. You got, you got the battlefield works of the Holy Ghost, huh? Bro, I'll tell you what, those right books are powerful. Battlefield's another one. Um, another book I recommend is for preachers by J.T. Pugh. Uh, that's a good book. Um, well, another really good one, uh, um, Why Johnny Can't Preach um, is a good one. Uh, not, a, not an apostolic author, but a really good one. Um, speaks about exegetical preaching and its approach upon how preachers in the, at least the non-denominational movement are uh, basically getting worse because they're not reading and they're not they're not studying the word of God for what it's worth. They don't understand how to handle the scriptures. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully that answers the question, Brother Miller. Man, that was some pretty good stuff, man. That was really good. We appreciate um, your time, man. I just want to, I just want to say if nobody has anything else to say, um, I just wanted to thank you, man, sincerely. I know this has blessed all of us here. I know it's blessed me personally. It's convicted me. And uh, what a word from God, man. I mean, just powerful. And uh, I know that this is going to help a lot of young men that are going to be listening to the podcast pretty soon. And uh, I just... I just, well, just want to pray for you before before we let you go, my friend. Um, so if you guys want to join me in prayer as I pray, as we all come together and pray for Ben, for his ministry, for him to continue to do what God has called him to do. And um, yeah, if you guys just want to join me in prayer real quick before we call this, this a night. So y'all can unmute yourselves if you want. Just help me pray for my brother right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us here tonight god i want to thank you lord jesus for using my brother ben to speak to us tonight god i thank you for that word that word that for direction and instruction and conviction lord we're so thankful we're so thankful for that word heavenly father lord i pray tonight that you can continue to use my brother in the works of the of the spirit god that you can continue to use him to minister and reach the people of this world that wherever he goes he is the light that wherever he goes he may be the he, he may minister to those who are in need of you heavenly father lord i pray that you continue to anoint him anoint him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet every time he preaches every time he teaches every time he opens his mouth let it be you doing all the talking lord i want to pray heavenly father for him for his ministry i want to pray for his church for you to continue to let there be revival there that he can lead his church into revival that he can lead heavenly father those who are in need of leader heavenly father i pray I pray for his future, God, for you to continue to use him, for you to continue to open doors of opportunity, for you to continue to open doors, Heavenly Father, for you to continue to open the windows of heaven and pouring out blessings in his life. Lord, I pray in this. I pray in the I pray, God, I plead your blood over Ben right now, that wherever he goes, you go, that wherever you he goes, 
whose revival follows, that wherever he goes, he may witness miracles, signs, and wonders. I pray, Heavenly Father, for his ministry to explode. In Jesus' name, I pray that in the Holy Ghost right now, God, let thy kingdom come and let thy will be done in his life as it is in heaven, Lord Jesus. I pray for your protection over him, God. I plead your blood over him. I pray, Heavenly Father, for his effectiveness to be great in this generation and in this world that you may ready him, God, to do great exploits, to do the greater things you said that we would all do, to do the greater things you said he will do. In the name of Jesus, I pray, I pray, Heavenly Father, for you to bless his life abundantly, tenfold, Heavenly Father, in the mighty, saving name of Jesus, we pray tonight. Amen. I'm praying for you, man. This world needs you, bro. Keep on. Keep on. We need you. We need all y'all. We do. It's stuff like this, man. Every every city, man. They need, need us, man, to go out, man. I appreciate you guys very much, man. I appreciate you guys praying over me. I receive that, man. I bind with that. Um, we agree. We agree together. Amen. Amen. Well, bro, don't want to take much more of your time, but thank you. And I think I, I mean, I think I say this, you know, for everyone. Thank you, bro. Seriously. Well, I look forward to the opportunity that I can meet every single one of you guys in person. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know when that day will come. Hey, but if um, you guys ever see me, come grab me. Let me know it's for Man of Valor. And, um, we'll take a picture. <laughs> Well, that's a wrap. You guys heard it here first. If you ever see Ben at a conference, go up to him and be like, hey, I'm with the Men of Valor. Let's get a picture, man. <laughs> Very thankful for Ben Rodriguez. Thankful for his ministry and his willingness to come and speak and serve the Men of Valor, man. What a guy. Came in clutch. Very thankful for his ministry. Thankful for that word straight from God, man. And I hope it blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Whether you listen to it this morning or this afternoon or tonight before you go to sleep, uh, whatever time of the day you're listening to it, I pray that it blesses you. And why don't you share this with somebody? Share this with the homeboy. Share this with the dudes at work, at school. You know, someone you feel like could really use this word right now in this season. And uh, yeah, let it be a blessing to their life as well. Um, love, love Ben. Love you guys. Uh, Men of Valor is always praying for every young man, uh, praying that God can continue to, you know, use y'all, bless y'all. I am uh, very excited to give y'all some updates on the Men of Valor. Uh, we're going to do some expansion. So Men of Valor and Espanol. Ooh, man, very excited about that. But uh, anyways, I cannot wait to share the news and I cannot wait to upload this podcast tonight. Uh, love you guys very much. Uh, praying for y'all. If y'all have any prayer requests, send them our way. We'd love to help you pray. Uh, may the Lord bless y'all and keep y'all and his face shine upon y'all in Jesus' mighty name. Love you guys. Stay blessed. Ciao.